0: We're TNTV, a podcast for TV addicts. I'm Price.
1: And I'm Elizabeth. Today we're discussing The Bull Type Season 1, Episode 1. Welcome to our very first podcast. Oh my gosh. So excited. Um
0: Yeah, I know. Um, So my name is Price, and I live in Seattle, Washington.
1: And I'm Elizabeth, and I live in Austin, Texas.
0: Yeah, so we've uh, been friends for about seven years now. Can you, like, freaking
1: believe that? Yeah, it is seven years, isn't it? Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, seven years this month, (laughs) probably. That's so cute. I know, I know. So So,
0: Alyssa and I uh, were in the Longhorn Band at the University of Texas in Austin.
1: Right, so that's how we met, and we just kind of got really, really close and stayed that way ever since.
0: Yeah, I think from one of the very first moments that we met, it was we kind of knew that there was something special there. We joke that we're best friend soulmates. Yes, we're so So we still keep in touch, even though I moved to Seattle about four years ago. And one of the main things that we always talk about whenever we call and catch up are the different TV shows and movies and books that we're consuming at the moment. Right.
1: And it's so hard to stay close with your long distance friends. So it's a really good Mm -hmm. thing for us to connect and enjoy each other's company every week.
0: Yeah, yeah. So recently, um, I started watching The Bold Type from Freeform and absolutely loved it.
1: (laughs) Um, She called me and she was just like, you need to watch this show. I love this show.
0: Yeah, I sent it to all of my girlfriends, pretty much. Like, please watch the show immediately because it's amazing. And then I got the idea that we could start a podcast about it. So here we are.
1: Yeah, and I jumped on board because... I like doing things like this, and we just decided to run with it.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna do the bold type initially, and then maybe move on to some other TV shows or movies or books mm-hmm. um, in the future. Uh, we Elizabeth also really, really likes tea, and I'm starting to drink tea more often. So we thought we would drink tea while we're talking about this with tea everyone. Is the
1: best. What yeah, kind of so- tea are you drinking, Price?
0: Um, so I am drinking this cinnamon orange tea from, and the brand is Market Spice Tea. Uh, <laughs> according to the box, it was established in 1911. Oh
1: my God! <laughs> can I? Can I? Read you this do out? not have to read the box.
0: It's like okay, so. So it's very like spicy, and I added a little bit of milk to it because once again I'm just trying out tea. Um, but I really like it. What are you drinking, Elizabeth?
1: I'm drinking the H E B brand uh, <laughs> raspberry hibiscus because it's pink and delicious. Oh my gosh, that sounds
0: delicious, and it's I really miss H E B. Super H-E-B.
1: good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was picking out my tea, and I was like, I should really drink something pink because we're discussing the bold type. That's
0: no, that is that yep. was a good choice. So that's how I chose. <laughs> Okay, right, so, so do we want to talk about the
1: episode? Yeah, so this episode, um, this podcast, excuse me, we're actually just going to review episode one and kind of our initial impressions and how we feel about it. So what happens during this Pilot episode of the bold type. Okay, so the pilot episode, we meet the three girls. You know, it's a pilot, so they introduce the situation, <laughs> and we most importantly meet their boss and where they work, because that's where mm-hmm. they all meet, and we see a lot of their day-to-day interactions.
0: So it's just a brief synopsis: is Jane, Kat, and Sutton are three mid-20-year-old women working at a fashion magazine called Scarlet, and, and- it's based or- on it's based on yeah.
1: someone's experience at Cosmopolitan, actually.
0: Yeah, actually. So uh, the bull type is based off of Joanna Coles, who's the executive uh, producer on the show, Uh, and she's kind (laughs) of amazing. I did a little bit of research about her before this episode. Um, She's British. She grew up in Yorkshire, which she describes as the Texas of Britain. And ever since she was very, very young, she had so a lot of passion and ambition about for journalism and fashion. She used to create these little newspapers that she would give to all the adults in her neighborhood. She even sent it to the queen. And a couple months later, her, the Queen's lady-in-waiting sent a letter back to her saying the Queen loved it so
1: much. That is so adorable. Isn't that the most adorable thing ever? Yeah. I love that so much. I love I, like oh. seeing a tiny Joanna Cole in my mind sending off a letter to the Queen. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I know. I, I
0: couldn't believe it. Um, Yeah, this is from an interview that she does with another podcast. And we'll link this in our on our website. But um, yeah, so she started out as a journalism at The Guardian. And she and this is just shows how ambitious she was. She tells a story in this interview about she's covering a court case. And she's the only woman covering this court case. Everyone else is men. Uh, journalist, and she follows this woman in this court case into the bathroom, like jumps over the turnstile to get into the bathroom, busts open the door to the stall, and interrupts this girl mid pee to try and get an interview with her. <laughs> like, God, woman. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally ambitious. Just one track mind. Um, So, yeah, she moved to America in 1997 as the bureau chief for The Guardian and then uh, later joined The Times. And then she ultimately worked up to being the editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan from uh, 2012 to 2016. She's now the uh, chief content officer for Hearst Magazines, which owes Cosmopolitan, and she's the first person to hold that position. And she's also on the board for Snapchat and Women Entrepreneurs New York City. So she's a... Freaking badass! Um, so
1: cool. I uh, I love that. So like it explains so much about how this show is all about empowering women because she's such a woman in power, and I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no,
0: she's so great. And uh, a couple of articles she says, "I have 25 years of anecdote for the bull type to use, and a lot of the things that happen on the bull type happen to her." So it's yeah, it, she's pretty awesome. And, yeah, that's really cool. You know, Yeah, and we also did some, Elizabeth more than I did, uh, some research on Cosmopolitan and the history for that. You want to talk about that for
1: a bit? Yeah, so somehow I made it through my entire adolescence without ever really getting into Cosmo. Um, So I didn't know a lot of it. I mean, like, you know, we always pulled it out at parties and read the, like, weird sex tips and stuff like that and (laughs) made fun of it. But I didn't actually know a lot about it um, until I did some research So it started as a family magazine in 1886, just talking about like families and like just regular problems and stuff like that. Um, it went through a lot of management changes over the years, but when circulation dropped in 1955, um, they were worried because they were, uh, there was paperbacks and TV was coming into the era and the golden age of magazines was hap like ending and stuff like that. But then, um, it was known as bland and boring and, you know, circulation was dropping until this woman, um, Helen Gurley Brown, became chief editor in 1965, and she changed the entire trajectory of the magazine during her time as editor. She used the magazine as an outlet to erase stigma about unmarried women not only having sex but enjoying it too, which uh, I thought was just uh, I know so cool. Um, so great. <laughs> it, it annoys me, and like I I know that this is like a constant. It, I think that it's. Hmm. I think that it's ending now where there's feminists who are all about their career. And then there are feminists who are also all about like family life and stuff. And I think that we're getting to a point where it's merging and we're all saying, you know what? I don't care what you want to be as long as you want to be it. And you do it like wholeheartedly. If you want to do one, go for it. If you want to do the other, go for it. If you want to do both, go for it. Like I totally I'm behind you. I respect you. Everything is awesome. Um, But like I was saying, she got some backlash from Betty Friedan, um, the author of The Feminist Mystique, uh, saying that what Brown was doing was anti-feminist and an immature teenage level sexual fantasy.
0: Yeah, pretty much all the research that I did as well, it was this big debate about whether um, she was feminist or not, whether, you know, on the one hand, she was a trailblazer and opened up a whole world, like you said, about erasing the stigma of women having sex and enjoying sex. But then on the other hand, there was, a, there was a lot of backlash that I saw that, you know, she perpetrated very sexist views. It was like a lot of like how to please your man instead of how to please yourself. And I thought one of the really, really interesting things about this show is that Jacqueline is kind of described very similarly to Helen Gurley Brown. It, it addresses the things that Cosmo has been criticized of. So Kat says in the episode, like, it's not about pleasing a man, it's about pleasing yourself. And, and, like, another criticism of Cosmo and Helen Gurley is that, you know, the audience for Cosmo is, like, white, straight women. But the feature story in this first episode is about a Muslim lesbian. So
1: Yeah, so yeah. I, think, I think they're trying to give, like, a callback to their history and everything. But I think they're also pushing it forward into now and in the present time, which I think is really well done now that I know the history. And I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I have a much better appreciation of the bold type after doing all this Cosmo and Joanna Coles research.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also um I found this article um from the New York Times in the 1990s where they went back and they published this opinion that the magazine Cosmopolitan actually played a hugely important role in helping young women redefine their roles in society, which just like ah oh, makes my heart so happy. I love hearing that. Um so let's see more on Helen um, Brown. Her first issue, uh, July of 1965, was the fifth year anniversary of the birth control pill, and so she did a whole magazine on it, um, just featuring an article about the birth control pill, and like that was her introduction I, into being editor in chief. And I think that's like so I, cool.
0: Oh, I love that so much, and it's just it. I mean, yeah, like pretty much everything I read about her was how she was just helping with the sexual movement that happened in the 60s and was front runner for that.
1: Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people might find it weird that the bold type deals with politics as much as it does. But um, in my research, I also found that Cosmopolitan has been doing stuff with politics forever. Um, Way back, even before Helen Brown, um, it played a role in passing the 17th Amendment, which is the amendment that allows for the popular election of senators. Uh, what? Yeah, I had so they, no idea about that. I know. So they, uh, they published a series of articles that's called The Treason of the Senate, and um, it helped gain public support for the cause. And they like were a huge proponent in this amendment to our Constitution, which is just the coolest thing in the world. I um, have no idea. I know. About and then that. back in 2014, it started endorsing candidates. What? Yeah, so it it it's a, you know, it's a nationwide run magazine, but they endorse candidates in swing states and stuff that they feel is really important for like women's health and stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh, so cool. I know. Why don't I ever hear that about Cosmopolitan? Why do I only hear like really bad sex tips from Cosmopolitan? <laughs> I
0: I have no idea, yeah. but yeah, no, the bull type definitely very much based on Cosmo, and it's very cool history, and the way they're moving forward with definitely. <laughs> every, with the world, and yeah, so cool. Yeah. All
1: right, well, yeah, so that's our research, so we're going to go back to talking about the pilot, but um, please do send us those links and everything, and we'd love to hear from you guys. So, back to the pilot.
0: So, I think the pilot does a really good job of like obviously doing what all pilots do establishing who the characters are and what the show is about but also i feel like it really does a, a, an amazing job of establishing the feel of the show yeah which is very much like girls meets sex in the city kinda. no it does
1: a very good job of saying yes we're kind of like that but just kidding mm-hmm. we're not because they have these little like twists and turns which we're going to talk about more but um Yeah, so that's the episode. Please go watch it. Um, We're going to give away some spoilers, but uh, yeah. So, Price, what did you think about each of the characters? Let's start with Jane. Jane.
0: Jane. 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 Jane Jane Sloan. Okay, so yeah, Jane is kind of our... We're kind of led to believe that she's our main character. We get the most backstory about her that she's from colorado she has three brothers no sisters her mom died when she was very young but we don't know how yet
1: we know that she's um, dealing with an ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. and she's got this new job and it just it seems like yeah. there's a lot changing for her
0: yeah she like my initial impression of her from this episode is that she's our main character
1: yeah i i there's, definitely get that they always yeah. put her in the middle they do mm-hmm. like stuff like that for yeah sure. Um, yeah. And it definitely focuses on her this episode um, yeah. the most. I think that she probably has the most screen time. But yeah. Okay. So do we want to move on to Cat? Cat. Cat. Um, Cat. 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 Edison. Yeah, Cat. I really like. She. Oh, uh, she's so confident and just badass and really sure of herself.
0: Yeah, I think we should also just briefly note that um, Jane and Sutton are white, and Kat is the only uh, black character in the little trio. Yeah. Um, just yeah, visually, but yeah, she is so confident. Yes. Um, like, it is it's it's amazing to see. Yeah. So they like, have a
1: moment. <laughs> they have a moment in this episode where they show her break and freak out, and it's when Adina. Um, is that it, it sh- she's stuck? She's captured. Uh, she's in prison, and mm-hmm. it's it's so cool to see like this confident, empowered person fall yeah. apart. She's in an uncontrollable situation. I think that yeah. they just portrayed that so well.
0: Yeah, I, I like seeing a young woman as confident as Kat is amazing to see. No,
1: I'm exactly with Sutton. I don't know how she got so confident. <laughs>
0: She Was overpraised as a child, apparently.
1: <laughs> apparently, <laughs> speaking of which, what did you think about Sutton? Sutton, 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 Sutton,
0: Sutton, 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 Brady. Oh my god, Sutton is such a cutie pie. I love
1: her. Oh so my, god, my god, she's so cute. She is like,
0: she is like, the she, cutie might, pie yeah.
1: she might yeah. be the best character of the I, show. I I think she might i don't know she's she's really good good.
0: i don't want to say one is better than the other because i love them all so much but sutton is just so sweet and adorable and hilarious she has the best
1: jokes in this episode yes
0: her like that actress her like comedic acting is just so 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 good like all of the funniest moments come from (laughs) sutton and I think that I think that's like very telling of the actress herself.
1: I really like Sutton. Um, I think that they're starting her at an interesting place because they start mm. her, you know, uh, immediately. One of our first impressions of her is that she's dating an older guy who works at her yes. job. Um, And so, you know, that's a big no no for me, because like that's a huge common mistake that people make, I think, sometimes. Um, I think that it's also really cool that they start her where Kat and Jane have either they have really good jobs that they love or they're just getting it. And Sutton's still kind of in this in-between zone where she likes her job, but she has so much more potential than that. Yeah, like I
0: so one of like the one of the main reasons why I love this show so much is because I like there has not been a show where I have related to. Every single
1: character in some way, both like personally and, prof- and especially professionally, the characters are super relatable, and I love how when you're interacting to a character, it's almost the same as when I'm interacting to a character, but it's not quite, and that's what I really like about it. Um, yeah. We're gonna talk about one more. We want to talk about Jacqueline because she is so cool oh, in this my episode. God.
0: With, like her her dramatic entrance The entrance the is music iconic in her those strappy red you don't yeah. see her face you see these strappy red bold shoes sitting on a desk that's the first thing you see of her and then she has her very dramatic entrance into this board meeting yeah and, and it's she just,
1: ugh, she's everything i want in a mentor like yes. and, yeah yeah I just, oh my gosh. I love it so much. I thought, I knew that she was going to be a good boss, but they really show how she's a great boss by the yeah. end of this episode. Um, everything she does on screen empowered these girls. Every single yeah. thing. She helps Jane with her story. She helps Kat with her problems. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so cool. And yeah. I also, I noticed something for the first time when I was rewatching this. They always show her multitasking.
0: Yes. That was so interesting. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much every single article that I've read about this show, whenever they describe Jacqueline, is that it's a pleasant surprise whenever you see this, Character who you are, are expecting to be a Miranda Presley type. Yeah. You know, overbearing, awful, horrible boss. And then she's actually amazing and supportive and empowering to these young women. And
1: it's such a cool thing to see because we don't see that a lot. I'm not going to say we don't see women empowered a lot because we do. It's just that we don't see the interactions a lot, I feel.
0: Yeah. And I feel like we don't see the mentorship yeah. that's
1: established
0: in this show. That's and that's the word so, I was
1: looking for. Yeah.
0: And that's so important for young women like who want to develop their career and like personally i have two great female bosses who are amazing mentors to me and watching the show i see characteristics of my own bosses on screen and it makes me you know realize how lucky i am yeah
1: no (laughs) and and it's a great thing to just be able to see that and recognize like oh this is what it's supposed to be yeah it's a good example of how it should be right So um, Price came up with a really good theme that we're probably going to bring up every single podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't you go ahead and talk about that?
0: Yeah, so like one of my favorite things about this show is that it has this perfect blend of what I kind of call this bubblegum pink fantasy feel versus these real life issues right so the most prominent example in this pilot episode is at the very end they go to this 60th anniversary of scarlet gala so they're all in these fancy ball gowns like they look fucking amazing like (laughs) yeah they look perfect That's kind of like the feel you get this fancy New York City, like fashion magazine, there's paparazzi, like it's all, it's so very, very glamorous and very, like, very much a fantasy. But Um,
1: it's interesting because what's happening um, outside mm -hmm. of that and what happened literally right before they show the gala and then right after is all of these immigration issues. And the girls just had a huge fight before they go to the gala. mm -hmm. So it's just... So briefly, really, the immigra- yeah. yeah the
0: immigration issue uh, involves this one character named Adina. Adina, Adina,
1: Adina, Adina, uh, Adina, Adina. I
0: mean. Who is a Muslim lesbian photographer? Who she and Cat they smuggle uh, dildos and vibrators to her oppressive unspecified Middle East country, and she gets detained at the airport and could potentially be going to jail or worse um, for trying to smuggle this contraband. And that's the moment that cat kind of freaks out. And so that's like a, that's real like that, especially with in light of the it's recent. It's very like,
1: not something that you normally see in television, especially television exactly. like this. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's so cool to be able to have that
0: interaction together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that normally whenever you get these real life dramatic, issues like Muslim immigration, it's not paired with a bubblegum pink gala at the end of the episode. Like it's, and I think this is a... I don't know. I feel like this is like a very like trend that's kind of been happening recently with other television shows. A example that comes to mind is Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. This you know fantasy romantic comedy telenovela type thing paired with real life issues like motherhood and immigration. And I like think it's a very cool trend in TV happening right now. And the no, bull type. I feel like doing
1: it. that. Yeah, I agree, and I like it a lot. It's yeah. it's very cool to be able to see that
0: hmm. OK, do we want to talk about their clothes?
1: Yes, we have to talk about their clothes. It's, it's a fat. They work at a fashion
0: magazine, so they all look flawless.
1: I'm not super into clothes and I want all of their clothes. It's incredible. One of the first things I noticed, actually, is that when they're in that board meeting, it's the very first time you see all mm, four of them together. Yes. They're the only ones that are boldly in color.
0: Yes. They're the only
1: ones that pop out and you're immediately drawn to them. Everyone else is in, um, like gray tones or whites or something. And, I noticed it again at the gala. I didn't notice that the first time. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, you're right. uh, During Jacqueline's speech, she's in Mm -hmm. black, but she's spotlighted, so it's fine. But when they pan around, they're the only ones in, like, full-color dresses as well. You are so right. Right? Yeah, It's really cool from a cinematography perspective Mm -hmm. to see that. And I love when people do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the clothes in general are just beautiful. (sighs)
0: They also pretty much get all of their clothes from this like mystical,
1: magical fashion closet <laughs> like, where they all hang out. And the that's kind of. Fashion
0: closet is like yeah, their
1: place. It's where exactly. they can be themselves, it's where they can it's, hang out at yeah, work. It's like and it's their. Yeah, it's their perk place. Yeah. And I think it's really telling that it's at their workplace. Like, it's not like a, a coffee shop or something. It's Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, which shows that, you know, the emphasis is on their professional career, which is once again, you don't see that from young
1: women. It's so cool. Another thing that I noticed is that they all wear things that not only match their personal style very well or the character style very well, but it matches their body types very well. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying that they're not beautiful. They each have their own style and individual Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. of dressing and like holding themselves. And I just think that's so cool.
0: Yeah, it's definitely their clothes and fashion is a very large, important part of this show. And it's very aesthetically
1: pleasing. Yes. Agreed. 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 So, um, yeah, let's talk about how real the show is. Because that's kind of why you were drawn to it, right?
0: Yeah, it's just I have watched the whole season, and I actually watched the pilot three times now. Me um, <laughs> <You> too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and every time there's so many moments and lines that they'll say something or do something, and I'll think to myself, "I've said that, I've done that." Yeah, and no, it's same professional, professionally and personally. So, like an example, of professionally for this episode is the big board meeting. Right. Um, I work in the marketing department for a law firm. So that whole scene where it's pretty much old white men at a meeting, like I've been there literally, <laughs> literally like that. I've seen that and I've seen my director who is about Jacqueline's age and who reminds me a lot of Jacqueline, like very confidently participate in meetings and take charge of meetings like that. Just saw that meeting. was like, I've seen that I've been there. <laughs>
1: No, the thing that I really liked from the realism perspective is actually I really noticed it when they were in the car to go see Jane's (laughs) ex-boyfriend and to go stalk him. And it's just, it's very amusing because they have this moment where um, it... It's this breakdown interaction between them where Kat and Sutton are just completely in tune with each other. And they're talking about the leg room of all things. And it's just, (laughs) it's adorable. It's going to be really good for you. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. And hey, look at all this leg room. Oh my God. I was just thinking that. So the thing that I really like, because I've also seen the whole season is just that while this is, a great show. I think it's Mm -hmm. really good. I think it shows a lot of new things. It's really, really great because the interactions between the three or four of them is so relatable and real. Yes. Like that's where they really shine.
0: Yes. That's like the most magical parts of this show yeah. and yes, it personally reminds me of me and you elizabeth and right. then our group of girlfriends from college i feel like we had those interactions
1: yeah and i think all that the that's, time that's why we were really drawn to the show yes because exactly. of how the interactions between this girl group is and how much we relate to it and yeah. so i think that that's really cool Mm-hmm. so right. price what was your favorite moment of the episode okay favorite moments uh
0: they they all have to do with sutton they're all funny sutton ones like when she isn't wearing a bra
1: yes <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i love oh uh, i do love that my favorite moment was actually the duck down in the car um that was so a horrible. moment that i actually had to go back and rewatch it because it was so cute and funny <laughs> and i've done that so many times yeah. I also um, I really liked the music in that moment. I feel like yeah. we can talk about this at a later time, but I really like the music in this episode. Yeah. It's just it's so well done.
0: What well, um, was another one of your favorite moments? Jane drunk calling Sutton. Yes. Uh, liar so, you Liar and then whispering like, um, Sutton Brady, where are you? Are you with the dude? <laughs> <laughs> so like And once again, that's like those small little magical moments between the three of them that just make it that just make it stand apart.
1: I agree. Um, I agree.
0: uh, Definitely whenever Jacqueline's assistant comes in and says, Jacqueline, I've got Beyonce for you. Pause. Beyonce knows. No shit, Andrew. <laughs> okay. And then the very final scene when all three of the girls are laughing and drinking champagne in the fashion closet. And Jacqueline walks by and looks at them and smiles and I then know. walks away. I thought like, that, that's that was like...
1: such a cute like throwback to the beginning of the episode. I loved it so uh, much.
0: Also, Jacqueline at the gala, she gives this long, wonderful speech. That's that... my
1: favorite line of the episode. I expect you to have adventures. I expect you to fall in love, to get your hearts broken. I expect you to have sex with the wrong people, to have sex with the right people, to make mistakes and make amends, take a leap and make a splash. And I expect you to unleash holy hell on anybody who tries to hold you back because you don't just work for Scarlet. you are. Scarlet.
0: Yeah, and it, she pretty much summarizes what the show is about and what this season is
1: about, yeah.
0: and yeah, and one of the reasons why Jacqueline is just amazing.
1: I agree. What was your favorite line from the episode?
0: Oh, Oh, probably, like, I want to be as confident as her. How did she get to be so confident? She was overpraised as a child. <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. Also, I thought a really important line in this, which I think we should definitely talk about when we talk about the finale, is that when Jacqueline and Jane are talking about how there used to be no social media for you to check up on your ex, and Jane mm-hmm. says, well, then you understand how powerless I feel. And Jacqueline says, hmm, I can't say I've ever felt fa-
1: Felt powerless, or like curious. Yeah, I caught that the next mm-hmm. this uh, rewatch around too, but we yes. don't want to give away too many spoilers, so I know, I know, we're gonna stop I know. talking about that. <laughs> okay, <sorry. laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I think that's all the favorite stuff that I kind
0: of flagged.
1: Yeah, it was just it was such a cute episode. I really liked yeah. it. Very good pilot. So, okay, we're gonna do a quick impressions of everyone, what we thought about them, and what we're looking forward to see from them in the next episodes. So why don't you start? What did you think of Jane, and what are you excited about for her?
0: Jane, pretty much that she that she's like the main character. Like mm-hmm. we get the most backstory about her out of pretty much all of the characters at this point, and that hers is going to be the most like. She's going on a journey.
1: I got that a yeah. lot from her, is that she has a lot of potential, and I mm-hmm. we're kind of just seeing the beginning of it. Um, because, and yeah. she's very unsure of herself in this episode, but yes. she's trying to grow mm-hmm. and trying mm-hmm. to get out of her comfort zone.
0: Mm-hmm. And we see the start of Jacqueline kind of guiding her yeah. at, like, to be a better writer,
1: Definitely. which is Amazing. So with Kat, um, I really liked where they have her. I think that she is so mm-hmm. cool and so ambitious, and I'm really excited yes. to see. I really liked that they showed her break, and I'm excited to see like what mm-hmm. they do with her in the future because yeah. I just think that it's a really good interaction of that type A character who's very <laughs> bold and ambitious yes. but also just has her moments, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What about Sutton? Sut-
0: Oh, uh, she has so much growth as well. Like she's at
1: this. Like yeah, I think her
0: her biggest storyline in this episode was her and dating Richard, is yeah. an older board member, and so there's that like secret romance. Um, yeah.
1: With her, so, I didn't really see why she was stuck as an assistant still. And so that I thought yeah. was weird about this episode. A lot of the things that are cool about Sutton are definitely not
0: in this first episode. Yeah. Like, this, only this first episode is pretty much Sutton's biggest storyline
1: is dating Richard yeah. at this point. But there's a lot more there. I, <laughs> I agree. She, oh, she's so cool. Anyway, what about Jacqueline? What are you excited about to see her? And everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she's That's so cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just they, they I establish. I
1: want her to
0: be my mentor. <laughs> I know. Well, they establish her as this mentor, and so th- that's just such an amazing character to kind of explore, like as a mentor to these young girls, and that's just very much established very strongly in this episode and so seeing her mentor each of these girls is something i'm excited to see
1: no i think it's gonna be it's so cool to see the interactions between four of them so i'm really looking forward to that i think that's everything um we're gonna be reviewing the entire first season of the bold type before we start anything else um mm-hmm. we haven't decided quite how many podcasts it's gonna take. It's probably gonna be between like six and ten, maybe. We're yeah. still figuring it out. But this is our first podcast, so we're yeah, this is we're very much figuring
0: this out, but yeah, we're excited. We're,
1: yeah, super excited. Once again we are T and T V. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye. <laughs>
0: You can subscribe to TNTV on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast hub, and can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TTV
1: Podcast. Check out our website, www.tntv.com, for related links and commentary. And be sure to watch The Bull Type with us, available on Freeform.com, Hulu, and Amazon. Join us next
0: time when we pick apart episode two, Oh Hell No, and discuss orgasms and yoni eggs.
1: If you're not watching The Bull Type, like you should be, still keep us on your subscriptions list for our episodes later in the year. We have a wide range of tastes and love hearing suggestions. So until next time, drink tea. And happy binging.